podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. I'm joined. I called you Wizkid, Wizkid Neil of the Team News. Uh, some comments about that already. Would you, would you describe yourself as a Wizkid Neil? Well, I'm not a kid. I'm telling you that. I'm hurdling towards forty now. Wiz, Wiz um, man doesn't really have the same kind of ring to it, though. Does it? <laughs> well, again, I'm getting towards that point where I will, I will probably be um, paying myself. The older I get, um, I, thankfully, he didn't describe me as an in the know or uh, team news guru or anything like that. Because I, I would stress that I'm absolutely not any of that. I did um, call these... the title the best predicted lineups. Well. We do have some sort of evidence for that. Mm. It might have been a very small sample size of about 15 or 16 game weeks, but uh, someone did do a study, um, I think it was one or two seasons ago, where they compared uh, different sites, predictions, and, and how accurate they were. And we did come out on top. Um, hey. thankfully, they, thankfully, they stopped the study at that point um, before I cocked it up over Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that. I'm, I'm putting that on my CV as the most accurate uh, team news predictor out there, but... Yeah, um, I do my best. Obviously, um, I knew that before I did the title. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> my my motto is I'm right for the three. I'm I'm wrong for the right reasons. So if I get something wrong, there'll yeah. be a reason why I put them in there in the first yeah. place. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it should be it should be on this. We we haven't actually done one of these before. Obviously, we do the the weekly team news, which covers the kind of press conferences. Um, if anyone isn't aware on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, you can look at Neil's predicted lineups each week towards the end of the week. Um, that's a combination of Neil going through all the forums, looking at the press conferences, doing a hell of a lot of research, making his best educated guesses. I mean, at the end of the day, obviously you can't cater for a lot of mad things that happen in, in football, but you can make you, we can make our best educated guesses. I wanted to do one pre-season though, because obviously... It's game week one and we've all got big decisions to make. Um, I've got a team reveal video coming up tomorrow where I'm, I call it a team reveal. Is it a reveal? Am I going to make six changes tomorrow afternoon? Probably after press conferences, but I think it's important to know where we kind of stand and where each team stands, um, in relation to what we've seen pre-season with the news coming through. Um, so without further ado, um, let's start. Uh, if you are enjoying this video, um, do give us a like, do give us a subscribe um, on the channel as well. We really appreciate it. I'm not Michael Richards, but, uh, I'll do my best, um, to kind of uh, be as good uh, as he was. Um, right. <laughs> Let's take a look at Arsenal, first of all. Uh, so it's Ramsdale in goal. This is the predicted lineup from Neil. Ramsdale in goal, uh, White at right back, Saliba, um, Gabriel and Zinchenko, Odegaard, Partey, Chaka, uh, Saka, Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli. It kind of picks itself, this yeah. one. Yeah, one of the more confident, I think, we, we, we'll have this weekend. Um, it's the same lineup that um, was named in the, in the last two preseason friendlies. Now, they're always a good pointer uh, for game week one. Not not 100% all the time, but it looks increasingly like that will be the team. Um, Arsenal's got four injuries. We heard from Marteta today. So Smith, Rowe, Tomiyasu, Tierney and Vieira, all of whom will get game time, a lot of it probably, as the season goes on. But they're all just back from, from injuries and... Building up match fitness, three of them could be in the squad tomorrow, but um, they won't be troubling the starting eleven. And we are fairly confident that this, the team you see there will be the, the starting eleven at Palace. Um, obviously, Nketi is the, the main man to miss out. Arteta's tried him as a two with Jesus over the season. I think it was uh, over the summer. Sorry, I think it was in a three-five-two-one game. He even played on the left flank where Martinelli was or is. Um, so he's tried different ways to to um, incorporate. Interesting. My sound went as well for a bit. Uh, I'll just say Neil's power cable. Neil was having issue with the power cable of his mic um, and the power cable of his laptop. So maybe one of those has gone. Who knows? Interesting. I mean, I can't cover the team news on my own. I can rattle through the, the lineups, but which I'll have to do if he's not back uh, in a few minutes. Oh, look at that. He's completely gone. Maybe he'll be back. 
Who knows? Yeah, sorry, I had my mic muted. I was listening to uh, to Neil. Uh, will he join? So the annoying thing about these streams when this kind of thing happens is YouTube doesn't have an editor. Well, it does have an editor, but if you try and edit a YouTube video, it um, it all crashes and deletes the video. So you can't actually edit anything. Um, oh, hey! hey He's back. I did warn you that was going to happen. Was that the power cable uh, of the laptop? It was the power cable, yeah. yeah. We've, got <laughs> we've got our internet fixed. We've got our new microphone. Uh, I've got a new webcam, got all that good stuff, and now the power cable's gone. Oh, I've missed so this, Neil. It's a port. So that'll definitely be a, a fixed job for next week after Game Week 1, but be prepared for me to drop out again as we go on for this video. Yeah, I think basically <laughs> to summarise our Arsenal, um, uh, very settled uh, for now, whilst uh, Tommy Tomiyasu, Tierney will build up match fitness. I was just saying that I can, I can, I reckon a, a, quite a few videos I'm, I present I can cover. Like if the, if the other person drops out, yeah. and I could probably carry on. <laughs> I can't for this or team news. I've got no idea. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, but it, we haven't had a problem where you've actually dropped out and not come back before. So let's not start that uh, now. It, does, it doesn't look very good actually. For, it, my battery seems to be dropping again. So um, we might have to think whatever we do this, but we'll carry on for now and see what happens. Okay. If you drop out again, to, I'll, um, I, might to, I might have to dial you via phone. If that's possible, but we'll we'll carry on. Play <laughs> one. We'll work something out. Uh, let's yeah. move over to Villa. Uh, oh, I'm going to be constantly on edge now for the rest of the stream. That you're going to disappear. <laughs> uh, so Villa, we got Martinez in goal. We got Cash, Consa, Diego Carlos, and Dean. And it's McGinn, Kamara, Douglas, Louise, uh, Bailey, preseason bandwagon extraordinaire, uh, Coutinho just behind, Ollie Watkins. So a bit of a change of shape for Villa going into the new season. Yeah, we've seen both shapes in pre-season. So we've seen uh, the two up top over the summer and we've seen um, what it is now, which is a sort of 4-3-3 with Bailey and Coutinho either side of Watkins. So yeah, that, that does look to be what's going to happen in game at one. Um, Gerard said that, um, I think it was after the penultimate pre-season game, that if they had a, a league game tomorrow, Bailey would be in the starting eleven. He then went on to start the last pre-season friendly against uh, Ren, I think it was, and scored. So um, we think... Uh, Fairly confident that's going to happen. Um, I believe outside of Bailey, there were um, how many were there? Eight players, I think, who played the last two preseason friendlies. Uh, so they were uh, Martinez, uh, Diego Carlos, two fullbacks, John McGinn, uh, Kamara, the new DM, uh, Watkins, and Coutinho. So we think they're, they're settled. So the decisions are who's partner in Carlos at centre half? Um, and who plays alongside McGinn and Kamara in midfield. So it'll be either Ramsey or Louise for that midfield spot. And then at centre-half, it, it might be concert over Mings. So Mings, who's been stripped of the captaincy, gone now to McGinn. Yep. Um, and Carlos, I think, is a left-sided as well. So it doesn't look good. I think Mings was, was left out of that final um, start 11 for the, for the last pre-season friendly. And concert played alongside Carlos. So... Um, it doesn't look good for Mings, who's been error prone for a while, it has to be said. And um, I think a lot of Villa fans are, are quite behind that decision. Yeah, I mean, he was in the England squad, wasn't he? But yeah. unlikely he'll, he'll kind of get into that now. Um, just two things to address. One, if you can hear a weird tapping sound, it's probably my fan. It's really hot at the moment. It's, I'm red in all these streams. It's really hot in this room. Um, and someone asked what I'm drinking. I'm always drinking blackcurrant squash. Love it. There you go. <laughs> a little insight into my, into my life. Uh, okay, next up, Bournemouth. Um, I've just realised as well, I'm putting myself on the spot here. I'm reading out all of the names of all these players and I'm definitely going to mess them up. I think Bournemouth looks right. Uh, Travers in goal, Hill, Mepham, Mepham, Kelly, Smith, Lerma, Cook, Zamora, not Zamora, not Bobby Zamora, Zamora, <laughs> uh, Christy, Solanke and Anthony. I mean, not going to be a huge amount of interest in the Bournemouth British lineup, apart from that their defence is ravaged. It is, yeah. I mean, they just haven't replaced... I mean, Nat Phillips went back to Liverpool. He was at Loney last season and they haven't replaced him. Now, this is probably where we, we have our first um, not-quite-sure lineup. Um, they played a wing-back system for the latter part of pre-season, most of pre-season, and Parker said recently that he doesn't want to go back to a back four. Um, he's very conservative-minded and he wants the, the, the extra protection of another centre-half. However, he hasn't got any. So he's only got um, Kelly... He was he's the captain, and the other two who played on uh, Saturday in the final preseason friendly were both like reserves last season. Met them, didn't get a look in. He was he was second string, and then Hill. He only came from I think it was Fleetwood in January, and he's played one substitute appearance for Bournemouth. So oh. to throw both of those in is, is a big ask. Well, we might not actually see the 
the formation we, we've like you see on that screen right now, which is a three four a three. Um, so he might ditch one of Hill or Mepham and go with a back four, which he played for a lot of last season. He doesn't want to do it, but uh, he might be forced into doing that. Um, so if Mepham or Hill drop out, it'll be you think Billen comes into that because he was a, a key part of last season's lineup, um, but doesn't seem to fit the wing back system. Um, they've also got Tavernier as well, who can either play uh, in uh, central midfield or on the left flank in place of Anthony. So we think that's sort of Solanke, Christie, Zamora, um, probably Cook and Lerma, Smith, Kelly, and Travers are, are, are settled. And there's maybe like two or three positions which which aren't, and that will dictate the, the formation. I mean, no disrespect, that's going to be one of the worst backlines I've ever seen. Yeah, in the Premier League. Park, Park even said it himself. You know, there was this isn't like sort of hyperbole. It was he said it last weekend. He says we are completely underprepared um, for the new season. We need more signings, and that that is just. You just don't want to. He actually had his press conference today, and he was a bit more. Someone's obviously had a word and said, "Can you be a bit more confident, please?" Like <laughs> about the new season. <laughs> but uh, he was a bit more bullish today. But yeah, he's clearly knocked about the lack of signings, and that's also the case with Fulham. City game week two, uh, as well. Oh, Neil's gone again. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Operation Target Bournemouth. That's what a few people are saying. Uh, in the chat. I mean, Solanke, I didn't really rate him when he was in the Premier League, but obviously 28 goals in the Championship was was pretty impressive. Uh, they're going to have to attack, aren't they, to, to get anything from, from a lot of these games, which I think only boosts anyone playing them. So, it's Villa in game week one. I like the look of Coutinho. I know I, I mentioned him on Black Box last night and you know quite a few people sort of poo-pooed that idea, but I think out of the, the Villa players that we, that we talked about, if we just go back a screen... I think it's Villa that, that look, you know, strong, and then it's and it's uh, Coutinho or, or Bailey that I like the look of. Hello again, Neil. Hello, I'm on my phone now. You're on your phone. Wait, oh, that's very. Yeah, nice. I was this from from now until the uh, from now until the end of the video. I might do the team news video on this tomorrow as well, just to be sure. For take that little heap of junk into the into the computer <laughs> shop. But anyway, I think I just finished Bournemouth. Yep. Nicely before the computer died. So um, off we go again. Who's who's next? Off we go again. Next up. It is Brentford, the Bees, with uh, Raya predicted starting goal. Uh, Hickey, I have no idea who that is. I'm sure you'll tell me. Uh, Janssen, me and Henry. Uh, Jensen, Norgard, Janelt. And then it's Mbomo, Tony and Vissa predicted to start up top. Who is who is Hickey? <laughs> He's a new fullback signing from, I think he came from Bologna or somewhere like that. Okay. Aaron Hickey. Um, I don't know much about him, I've got to be honest, but... Uh... He's, I think he's, he's versatile. He's he doesn't beyond. sound Italian. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's he's a uh, he's. I think he's is he Scottish? I might be wrong, but he's um, he's he's capable of playing on the left or, or right back. And obviously, they've got Rico Henry on the other side, so uh, it'll be right back at first. Um, so yeah, the, the lineup again. We're, we're fairly confident. Uh, Thomas Frank, last season towards the end of the, of the campaign, as you might remember, he, he switched to this uh, back four system. So he started off uh, last year with um, three five two, which is why Mbomo is now a forward. Um, but at the end of the season, it was a four three three, and that was when they had that real pivotal patch at the end of the season. Obviously, they've lost Ericsson now. Um, so he, he will reserve the three five two for the tougher games, so against like City, Liverpool, teams like that. Leicester, maybe not a tough game anymore. We'll see how. Thomas Frank views that, but um, certainly the last few preseason lineups were, were all about the four-three-three. Um, there's obviously it was a Keen Lewis partner who's come in who's potential even in the minutes up front, but it, it, the season start it'll be it'll be Wissa, um, Umbumu, and, and, and Tony. Um, Norgard back from injury, which I think sends or sounds the death knell for for Josh De Silva in terms of we thought he may be getting minutes, yeah. but and he will he will get minutes. But regular starts, I think, are, are a bit of a leap for now. It looks like Jensen and, and Janel either side of him, which is how it was uh, towards the end of last season when Ericsson wasn't fit. And um, the back four pretty much picks itself because they've got Jansen and Pinnick. Sorry, they've got um, Christopher Asia and um, Pinnick out for quite some time, I think. So it's um, Jansen and me at centre-half. And David Rye has played like, all the first-team friendlies over the summer. I think the new, the new goalkeeper is... Play one B team game against Arsenal, and that was it. 
Um, so, yeah, we're confident that David Raya will, will get the nod this weekend. They need Dam's guards coming, don't they? A bit of creativity. They're very... I mean, we, yeah. we saw when, when Ericsson came in, they kind of transformed defensively, but they just look very... There's a real lack of creativity in that side, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good analysis, Neil. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Trying to minimise other winners. Yeah, so, yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, we saw... Um... Uh, the, the difference that Ericsson made when he came in, and I just haven't got that type of midfielder. Like Josh Silva's not that type, Onyek is not that type. Um, Jensen's the nearest thing, but he's very much a, a pound stretcher as Ericsson. Yep. Uh, Brighton next, my team. Uh, Sanchez predicted starting goal. Uh, you stuck with yeah. a back three of Veltman, Duncan, Webster, uh, Solly March over at the right back, Gross, McAllister, and Casado in midfield, Trossard at left wing back, uh, and then Mwepu just behind Welbeck. Tricky one. Always tricky to predict Brighton. Who knows what mad thing Potter's gonna gonna do? Looks pretty sensible. Yeah, they, they, they've been fairly settled. I mean, towards the end of last season, the, he adopted this formation you see here, which is it can be three five two, it can be three five one one, it can be three four two one, which I think the last preseason friendly was. So Gross and Wet were behind Wilbeck. Um, so we think that'll be the starting shape. That's been the case all through the summer. Now, obviously, within that system, there's, there's maybe one or two changes you can make. I would think this would be the bulk of the lineup for, for game week one. You, you'll probably surprise us with one or two things, but um, McAllister's carrying a bit of an injury, so he, he could be um, out of this lineup, in which case you could see, see maybe Alzati or, or Lalana come in. Um, Lamptey's obviously a possibility, a right wing back. Um, barely played, isn't he, pre season? It's a shame. Sorry? He's barely played pre-season, isn't he, Lamptey? Yeah, shame. exactly. Yeah, mm. I think he started the penultimate game, but then but then it was March on the right in the last one, which is, again, often a good indicator. That was a game they won 5-1 against us. Uh, he only got 18 minutes in that, actually, Lamptey. Yeah, so, I mean, they'll, they'll use him throughout the season, but it'll be, it'll be much like last year, I think, where he'll be, he'll be in and out that line-up. Um, I thought, I thought, I thought he'd, he'd, you know... They'd managed him last season and pre-season. They'd kind of get him back to full fitness and look to unleash him. But, yeah, it just doesn't look like that at all. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to tell more than me, but part of it was form as well. He, he just didn't seem... You know, he had that initial season where he was he was absolutely dynamite when he was on the pitch. Um, yet, last year, he didn't he didn't really... When he, when he was recovered, he didn't quite look himself. Um, and then he didn't get much of a look in, in the running either when they were in that purple patch of form. So uh, it looks like March is going to play that way. And Trossard is such Trossard is a goal scorer and left wing back. Uh, I can't get my head around that. And he, he stats it like I, I was I was writing about the the best mid price midfielders. And yes, he did overachieve at the end of the last season. But he was still even if he just hit par for his XGI, it was still really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was still better than most of the other mid price midfielders. So um, yeah, he scored a hat trick. I know, which, which is again. weird because Cucurella, the natural choice of left wing back, barely got any attacking returns, and his XGI was never, never anywhere near what Trossard's was. They've, they've kind of, again, you'll tell more than me, but they kind of adapted the shape a bit. So Trossard's like sort of more, he's more Alonso than than any other kind of, you know, like Paul Dummett. Um <laughs> He sort of plays more inside forward, and, and then I think they have players covering for him. So whoever's on that left, is it Caicedo who sort of covers a bit? And then they obviously got Cusarella was playing as a left centre back, uh, and obviously providing plenty of that cover as well. As you said, does lot many man's many people's jobs. In we, that we've team. lost our two most you yeah. know, vital players really for that system in Cusarella yeah. and Basuma. It's, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit. Concerned. I, mean, I wouldn't put it past Brighton to, to replace him because they, they keep doing it every year. Like we mm. did it with White last year. I know maybe his White wasn't quite as integral, um, but we're still still seen as a big loss at the time. Um, so you seem to have a great um, scouting network. You get all these imports from like Ecuador and Argentina for like no money, and then they, they come good. So uh, there's another few, isn't there, off the ranks? So I mean, it was meant to be having sort of yeah, one he, to he's watch. good. And we we got a striker, Enzicchio yeah. or something. His name is. He looks really yeah, good. Yeah, and, and yeah, the Paraguayan lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of unfortunately for budget for strikers up top, it just looks like it's well back at the moment. Undav's not really had that much no. of a look in in preseason. And Mopier sounds like he may be on his way out. Not 100% yet, but um, again, he was benched in the final two pre-season, uh, first team pre-season games as well. Yeah, I wanted to see if Undav had started more and, and scored. He'll be, he'll be our first choice striker before long, but it's too risky to start with him, but yeah. given, given the pre-season he's had. Uh, OK, let's move over to Chelsea. Uh, it's Mendy in goal. As Piliqueta, 
He hasn't got his moves. In fact, you've got two Barcelona potentially bound yeah. players here. Uh, it's Espelicueta, Thiago Silva and Koulibaly. Uh, Rhys James at right wing back. People will be happy to know. Uh, Jorginho, Kante, Alonso. Um, Havertz and Mount. And then just behind Sterling. Some interesting decisions here, Neil. Espelicueta yeah. and Alonso both in. James at right wing back and Sterling up top. Well, the, again, this is the team that was sent out against Udinese last Friday. There was two friendlies. And one was a very much a first team affair, and the one on the Saturday morning was was definitely the reserves. Um, now Alonso and Aspilicueta are definitely placeholders. I think they they will be allowed to go at some point, maybe even by the end of August. And you've got Cusurella uh, uh, to come in uh, as a left centre back, meaning Koulibaly will go to where Aspi is now, and then Chilwell will obviously be that uh, in that Alonso role. He's just not quite fit yet. Um, he was rusty looking in pre-season Chilwell and then he got named in the, in the second spring starting 11 last Saturday so we think Alonso is going to be starting at left wing back uh, probably not, not too many decisions based on that because of Chilwell's lack of fitness um, Vern has obviously I think surplus to requirements now the front three looks I would say settled at the moment um, team link up pretty well against Udinese and um, there's obviously that decision to be made in the engine room is Kovacic who can come in obviously and, and Gallagher as well who's back uh, who's played a bit in, in over the summer um, it was Canty and Jorginho last Friday um, but the back three probably picks itself I would say at the moment until they get the um, uh, Cucurella over the line uh, so yeah uh, they've got Chalaban Saar but, but they're not I don't think they're regu- ready to be regular starters in the Premier League so um, obviously Koulibaly and Thiago will, will form two thirds of that regular first line at the back when all the recruitment's done. Sterling's interesting, what very interesting one up top. Uh, you know, 10 million FPL, a lot of money, but he, he was never a great false nine for City, was he? Like no. Whenever you saw him play there, you always kind of thought, meh. But I'd imagine he'd be more attacking if he's playing in that role at, at Chelsea. Maybe less of a false nine because Havertz can, can do that. Yeah, yeah, take that sort of that front three with a pinch of salt because they were quite fluid, I think. You know, Havertz will have times when he's yeah, as you said, playing as that false nine. And they'll move around a bit. And um, yeah, Sterling's his finishing is, is is his main criticism, I think. Even though he scored, like, I think he said double figures for goals in the last five seasons. Yeah. But he's, I think he's XG dealt in the last two years have both, has both been negative, which t- tells you a lot. You know, like, um, the chances he was getting, he could have had even more at City than, than, than what he got. Um, but he does get into good positions. Uh, and obviously, quantity of shot is still important. If you're getting loads of chances, even if you've got a crap conversion rate, if you're getting like five chances a game and only taking one of those, um, then you know it's still it's still a good return. Um, so yeah, that front three, I think they've got obviously got Pulisic and and, uh, and Ziyech still there, um, but that front three looks pretty settled for now. Even yeah, last Friday it was it was Sterling probably playing more central, but Havertz was was getting up in that position as well. It'll all the I think. Good game against Everton uh, coming up. Um, it's Palace next, though. It's uh, predicted to be greater in goal. Uh, Ward, Anderson, uh, Gay and Mitchell. Um, Eze, Decore, Schlup, Jordan Ayew, Edouard and Zaha. Confident on mm. this one? Um, fairly. You never quite know the air. He's, 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 he's a bit of a um, slippery one in terms of, especially strikers as we saw last season. Uh, the back four, there's only really one decision there, and that's whether Ward or Klein gets an at right back. They've also got Chris Richards from, from Bayern, who's a centre-half, but I think Vieira's saying he'll take him time to get up speed. Uh, midfield three, um, Eze and, and, and Decore are, again, confident in those being starters, and then it's Schlupp's maybe ahead of Hughes and Milivojevic at the moment. I think they need another midfielder there, really. Uh, and then... Up top, Zaha's obviously nailed. Ayu will play because Alicia is injured. Uh, Alicia is going to be out for another couple of weeks. He's been out all summer. And then up top, it's um, take your choice really between probably between Edward and Mateta because Benteke has been third choice for quite a while. But it was Edward who started last weekend against Montpellier and he scored twice. I mean, preseason form is not everything, but uh, him and um, Zaha and Ezio looked very good together. So you would think Vieira would, would stick with that for game week one, but you're never quite sure. And he will uh, change that on a weekly basis. You know, I think uh, Mark wrote something on for, for Scout and he was saying that, um, this is Mark Joblin, 
Um, I think there was only one or two occasions where a striker made more than four consecutive starts, and then it was, you know, Edward dropping out, Mateta would come in, Bentecki had a run at the start of the season, and it was just, you couldn't pin your colours to any, any mast, which is not what you want for five and a half million. Um, you need your budget players to be to be playing regularly so that they're ready for, for auto-sub duties, and that's just not the case with Palace. Zaha robust, I think, in terms of Palace. Zaha robust, maybe Ezzy. Yeah. I've got my eyes on Ezzy. Yeah, so am I, actually. He looks good. Mm. Yep. Agreed? I think he'll have a good uh, Everton next. Oh dear. Uh, this is the predicted lineup for <laughs> Everton. Uh, Pickford in goal. Uh, Godfrey, Mina, and new signing Tokowski. Uh, centre back. Uh, Patterson at right wing back. Decore, Iwobi, Mikalenko, and then Gray, Deli Alley as a false nine, and Gordon. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? Grim, isn't it? Sure is. It's grim. Yeah. They- They've got uh, Calvert-Lewin's out for six weeks, in case you haven't heard. We'll cover that again tomorrow. Rondon suspended. So it will be a, a false nine of sorts up top. Dali Ali's obviously the favourite. I think he even played a bit there in pre-season. Um, I think coming on for Rondon in one of the games. So I would think he would get the nod. Two from three out wide. McNeil's obviously now in the equation. Scored twice on his debut against Dynamo here, but I think he's only had a week with his teammates. So we're just over that. Um, so maybe... Lampard will stick with Gray and Gordon at first. Um, it was those two who started against Chelsea when they beat them in May, so maybe he'll stick with that. Um, not a very good-looking midfield two, uh, certainly not a natural midfield two. It will be you know, more at home, I think, in in a midfield three, certainly, or out wide. Um, but we saw against Kiev last Friday, there was, there was big gaps in that central midfield, which is why I think Chelsea could get a little bit this weekend. So, yeah, um, Davies is, is out of this one, I think. And Allen's not fit either. So, it looks like Decorey and Awobi in the middle. Uh, Coleman's fit, but he's uh, lacking match fitness. So, he's injury-free, but not match sharp. He's going to get uh, minutes with the under-23s tomorrow. So, that looks like Patterson's got the game he wants to start. He's a four million defender. Beyond that, uh, obviously more of a concern because Coleman will be back in the squad probably from game week two. It's tricky, isn't it? Because we're all going off Chelsea assets, but this is the time to be playing Everton for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's it's from both ends of the pitch because yeah. I mean, I think obviously up front the clean sheet looks looks better without Calvert Lewin there. At the back, Tarkas he has looked good in pre season, but um, you don't. He's not going to steer the ship ship around single handedly. Um, and there's still question marks there, I think. And as I say, that 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 lack of protection in the midfield looked a bit worrying against Kiev, even though they won. So, uh, I think Chelsea could win there quite quickly. It's insane to me that they can lose Richarlison and not bring anyone in. Like, to, to go into the season with Calvert-Lewin and Rondon as, just, as your two strikers, I mean, Rondon doesn't even count. Yeah, la- no, he doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, was the Sorry day. Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be quite... He used to be all right. He did, I know. We, we, we unit. Yeah, he's just he's past his best now. Lampard was saying today that they're going to look to, towards a striker in the transfer window so, um, before the end of August, but they left it too late for game week one. I sent to Mark last night on Black Box, need to get in that guy who scored the penalty in the in the friendly. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably available. <laughs> probably do a better job than Rondon. Yeah, he's... Well, yeah, that, 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 there's your punchline there. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, they were... Uh, I know they added him to the pre-season spreadsheet for for a joke. Uh, <laughs> one, one goal. That'd be good. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Next up is Forest. I've given them a tiny badge for some reason. Uh, sorry, Mark. Um, Henderson in goal. Uh, Worrell, Steve Cook, uh, McKenna. Is Steve Cook right from his own Bournemouth days? It is. Yeah. He's getting on a bit now, isn't he? Those people who looks older than I think they are. I think oh, still really? Around about thirty. Is yeah, he? I thought he was thirty-five. Yep. So yeah, right. Apologies. Apologies, Cook. <laughs> uh, McKenna is the is the back three. Uh, it's Williams, O'Brien, Colback, uh, Toffolo, Toffolo, mm. um, Lingard. He's the kind of the opposite of imposter. I think so. He, he looks the best out of that, that lot I've just read out. Uh, and then Johnson and Awe, 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 how do you Aw Don't ask me that. I'll have to research no. that before. I, before I, uh, I'm confident on that. Awoni-yi. Yeah, the, the new the new striker we're calling. The new striker. Yeah, um, 
mostly settled, but with a couple of positions, I think, where there's, there's, you could quibble. So, uh, Nia Cartier is the new centre-half, and he might be preferred over Cook. Um, the central midfield, too, is, is hang up for grabs. It just depends on fitness. So, Yates was, was a regular last season, but he's been hampered by injury throughout the summer. And they've got a new lad, I think it's a Mangala. They've just brought in, but again, he's just arrived. So, this one might be too soon, which is why they might go for Colback and O'Brien. Uh, in the first game, but then I think longer term, uh, Mangala is going to come into that. Obviously, that's the end of of, of Cafu was a uh, an option. We saw him in preseason. He was always good, looking like he was just a placeholder. He's a four and a half million midfielder, taking a few corners, scored an absolute screamer of a free kick. But it was always likely that he was going to drop out as soon as they recruited, and that's been the case. Um, and that might must, be, must be about fifty now. Yeah, <laughs> but he scored it. He, he looked like the uh, the original in with a free kick he scored. Um, the one position I've seen Forest fans discussing is, is up top alongside Johnson. So um, the la- the aforementioned striker you, you just named, you just butchered, uh, is one <laughs> option. And uh, Surridge is the other one who's who played, who's five million forward. Now, mm. I don't think there's any four and a half million forwards we can, we can rely on, but Surridge is probably the best of the fives. Uh, he played every. He, he was involved in every game uh, for Forest last season after he joined. So whether that be as a starter or off the bench, he played every game. He got minutes, which is which is good for a for a budget forward. It might not be the case in the Premier League, but he, he's. Um, I think he's. Some Forest fans think he might start in game week one. Others think he'll be he'll be coming on as a sub. But either way, um, he should get a, should, should get enough minutes. I think in. As the season goes on, particularly if they're playing two up top, and particularly if with a five subs rule, because um, there will be changes during the game. So, uh, um, one to watch because he, he he did all right when he, he scored a hat against Swansea, I think in April. So he knows where the goal is. Um, one for the for the longer term watch list, but certainly not for your, for your game week one squad. There you go. No other content creators recommending Sam Surridge. <laughs> this is what you get when you tune into. To Neil and I on the team news. Um, Steve Cook's younger than me, by the way, 31. So apologies yeah. to him. I genuinely oh, thought he was about 37, but yeah. Not based on looks, I just thought he'd been around for ages. Um, he probably has. Uh, okay, moving over to Fulham next. Uh, Rodak in goal, you predicted. Mbabu, Tosin, Reem, and Robinson. Uh, Reed, uh, Jao Polina, he sounds exciting. Um, <laughs> Decatorva Reed, uh, Pereira, the 4.5 million mid of choice. Uh, Cabano and the mighty Mitrovic up top. Yeah, now one uh, addendum to that is um, in goal. Now they've signed Bernd Leno since I, since I last did that lineup. I think he signed, was it yesterday, the day before? Um, and it was such a new signing that it wasn't in the database in the Optus, Optus playlist, so I couldn't insert him yesterday. Um, we'll see what uh, Mark Silva says tomorrow in his press conference, whether he's ready to start, but obviously Leno's going to come in between the posts. And whether that's in game week one or game week two. Um, but yeah, we're actually on borrowed time. Um, back four, I think we're waiting on uh, an update on Tetley as well, who I think was clutching his hamstring last weekend. And Babu's just signed right back as well, so he could play there. The big omission, as you'll probably notice, is no Harry Wilson, who is injured. And it doesn't look good, according to Silva. It could be a, a long term one. Um, so they've big got uh, Reed and Cabano as the sort of default wingers. They've also got a new uh, guy, is it Solomon? Man, Man of Solomon, who's he's Israeli. Now, he's been training with him for a few weeks, but he could only be registered from August the 1st, so he hasn't played any pre-season games. So he's one who could come in. But the rest of that team, there's not much choice for Silva. He's one of the ones, as I said earlier, who's been complaining about recruitment. And a lot of that starting team, like Mitrovic, um, Tosin, uh, uh, Robinson, um, Reed, uh, the with two E's, um, or, or set, uh, Joao Paulinho as well, are settled because there's just no there's no real competition. And Kenny's about the only other senior alternative who they could bring in, but a very very thin squad, so relatively simple to, to predict. Mm. I mean, they're they're an attacking side, but losing Wilson and losing Cavallo, Cavallo as well to to Liverpool, that's yeah, course, two big yeah. players. So yeah. Pereira's got to got to come in and hit the ground running quickly because he's going to be the number ten and the guy they look to make things happen and. I don't. I haven't. I. I don't rate him that highly, Andreas Pereira. If I'm, if I'm being honest, from what I've no. seen him at United, I don't think he's that good. I mean, obviously everything's relative. No. He's a lot better than me. He, but he isn't that good. 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's that great, but what do I know? <laughs> he's not. It's just purely the price tag, isn't it? It's just the fact that he's four and a half million. He's on some set players, and that is it. If he if he was five and a half million, no one would be looking twice at him, uh, even five million. Um, so it's just the fact that he's four and a half million. But he, he looks like he'll be in the starting eleven anyway. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, moving over to Leeds next. Millier in goal, new signing Christensen with his 80 goal involvements last season or whatever it was. Yeah. It was like, how many was it? Like 18 or something? 18 got 10, 8 goals, 10 assists or something? He scored seven in, in the league, just in the league alone. Yeah, yeah. So eye-catching stuff, but it was the Austrian league. Yeah. Just Still, interesting. Uh, Ruben Koch, uh, Diego Lorente and Strauch. God, he can play everywhere, can't he? Centre-back, centre-midfield. Um, Adams in midfield with Rocker, uh, Aronson, Rodrigo, Harrison and Bamford. So it's a new look midfield with Phillips gone, new signing at right back. Some of their signings yeah. haven't quite made it. Um, yeah. yeah. What, how, what are you feeling about this? Yeah, starting as they mean to go on because obviously last season they were, they were heavily uh, affected by injuries and they've already got seven players out for game week one. So um, that's uh, as you were with Leeds. Uh, not much to really to think about really because because of those absentees um, in game one that looks like the, it was the team that sent, was sent down last game won 6-2 against Calgary that's the team you see there and that looks like what we've seen in game one um, Stroud at left back because Firpo and Dallas are out um, and uh, James and, and Sinistera are both out at game one as well so that would uh, look likely that Aronson, Rodrigo and Harrison is going to be the three behind Bamford Interesting. Um, yep, we're about halfway through this video now. Uh, if you could like the stream, We've got a thousand watching. Neil, not bad at all. Good. Yep, yeah. excellent. People getting into the into the Thank swing you. of things. Uh, if you could like the screen, stream, scream. If you could like the stream, not the scream. Um, that's coming in after the deadline, I think. Uh, and subscribe to the channel. That would be amazing. Uh, you good? We've got nine more to do. Good to go. Good to go. Let's keep going. Uh, Leicester next. Four million goalkeeper. You've gone for Danny Ward. Interesting. Talk about yeah. it in a sec. Uh, Castagna, Fafana, Evans, Justin, Tielemans, Ndidi, Dewsbury Hall, Madison, Vardy, Barnes. See, I think that's a good team. I think that is a good, solid team. If Leicester can keep those players for the season and mm. keep them fit, they'll do all right. The questions are, can they keep them fit? <laughs> can they even keep them with the transfer window um, open? But the, the big thing is, is in goal, right? That's what everyone's talking about. Uh, this this whole yeah. Ward and um, Iverson double up. You think Ward's going to get the nod? It seems that way. I mean, I couldn't say it with absolute conviction, but based on, on Rogers' quotes, um, he was talking about Leicester having two number ones last season in, in Schmeichel and Ward. And that Ward was really unlucky. You know, he's a Wales international. Um, he was big number up again after Schmeichel left this week. So he was talking about how, well... If we're taking them at face value, you're saying that Leicester aren't going to recruit another goalkeeper, at least not a, a senior. It'll be third choice. Uh, whether he's kidding us and just to avoid uh, clubs sticking on an extra zero onto the price tag of goalkeepers because they know Leicester's desperate. I mean, that's one thing he could be doing. But we take him at his word. It looks like Ward's going to start the season in goal. Iverson's the other one. Uh, so if you're unsure, of course, you can pair the two. Um, as, a, as, as four million goalkeepers, uh, but I think I'll be I'll be putting more in uh, alongside maybe Sanchez as a, as a sort of brightening Leicester rotate quite well defensively um, for the first eight game weeks. So I think I'll be doing that. Um, yeah, um, as you said, uh, probably not uh, not a huge amount to discuss. I think because of uh, a lack of options, um, lack of recruitment. Certainly, they haven't bought anybody. I think they're the only team. Am I right in thinking they're the only team in the top five leagues in Europe who haven't bought right. anybody this summer? Yep. Yeah. So it's the same lot again as last season. Um, minus Schmeichel and uh, and who knows, maybe minus Madison as well. But for now, um, we think it'll be Castagno and Justin at fullback because Pereira's out injured. There are um, question marks over Barnes' fitness as well. He, he was uh, withdrawn last weekend. We'll get an update from Rogers tomorrow. He thinks he's fine. Um and I think the bulk of that team, I'm just trying to find my team in the entry. Um, I think was it eight of that team had started uh, the last two games. Tielemans, uh, funny enough, is, is the kind of one we're not sure about because he he's a bit like Schmeichel. I think he's linked with a move away. I think he wants to leave the club. 
So he wasn't named in the starting eleven in the last two first team preseason friendlies. Maybe even saw Castagna playing out of position on the right wing in the last one. Um, so, uh, Sumari's played as well during preseason. So Tiedemann's actually hasn't been a regular starter in preseason, but he did come on for Pereira last weekend, which saw Castagna go back to right back. So um, he still might get a start in game at one. Uh, the rest of it, I think, is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Fafana and Evans are definitely the first choice centre-half pairing. Jusby Hall is now a regular. No, no question about that. And Didi is, is the first choice uh, central midfielder if he's fit. Madison, obviously, and Vardy um, will only get rotated, I think, once the uh, midweek game weeks come into, into play later in, in the autumn. So, um, yeah, not a great deal to discuss beyond the, the goalkeeping situation. Yep. Excellent. I believe it is Liverpool next. It is indeed. Uh, we've got, a, you can cheat a little bit because you've seen the Cunty Shield lineup. Uh, Alisson in goal, Trent yeah. Matib, Van Dyke, and Robertson. Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Firmino, Diaz. That is, apart from Adrian started, didn't he, in the goal? But other than that, that's yeah, the exactly. same lineup, right? Yeah, we're expecting Alisson to be fit. I think he's already trained. Um, the, the probably spots where you're, you're looking at uh, would be um, who lines up alongside Van Dyke. Well, Canati's been, I think he picked up a knock last weekend, so that gives the advantage to Matip again. Henderson or Keita, you probably think in midfield, uh, Keita was ill, so um, we'll see how much what Klopp says about him tomorrow. But it's up front where, where fantasy managers are probably most yeah. interested in. Salah and Diaz, obviously, are, we think are gaming one starters. And it's whether it's Firmino or Diaz, uh, sorry, uh, Firmino or Nunes up front. Um now, Nunes has done everything he possibly can to get a nod, and he still might. But he hasn't he hasn't played more than 45 minutes in a game this pre-season. Um, Firmino's been named in the, in the starting 11 in the last two first-choice friendlies. So that was alongside Salah and Diaz on both occasions. Now, in both of those games, Darwin came off and scored he scored four against Leipzig and then scored one against City. Um, but this language that Klopp's been using about him being... Uh, he really plays with his impact about him needing timing and all that kind of stuff. It, it does suggest Firmino might get the nod at first against Fulham. Um, but he's certainly getting ever closer to that to that sort of elusive mm. uh, start. Um, uh, and it is, it is. I, I wouldn't say it's like 90-10 Firmino's favourite. I think it's, it's a lot closer than that. Maybe it's sort of 60-40 for, for game in one. So that would be the, the one position in that front three where I'd be a little bit unsure of. But Salah and Diaz are obviously... Um, I think Nunes starts. I think Nunes starts. I'm going to disagree. I very rarely disagree with you on this. I I think it's very close, but I I think Nunes will will get it just because he. It is close. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. It might be right. I mean, Fulham would. You know, Fulham are the team to throw someone in against because they are such in such disarray. You don't really need a Firmino type. You don't need a sort of off the ball merchant. That's what I'm thinking. Someone who's linking up. You can have someone just just stays up top and doesn't have to be fully fit. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that could still happen. yeah, just going off preseason minutes and, and Klopp's words about impact and all that kind of stuff. That's why I've sided with Firmino, but it is a close call around. Yep. Um, by the way, Neil is going to break a few more hearts before this stream is is done with one team um, <laughs> in particular, including my own. So wait for wait for that. If you're a Nunes owner, uh, you've probably had your heart broken. Be prepared for more more pain. Uh, next is Manchester City. Um, backline easy. Rest of it maybe a little yeah. bit more difficult. Um, Edison in goal. Walker, Diaz, Ake and yep. Cancelo, they've got no one else unless Stones makes some miraculous recovery. Can't see that changing. Uh, and then it's Rodri and Silva in midfield and you've gone for Mares, De Bruyne, Grealish uh, and Haaland up top. I mean, the only, I guess the only question mark really is, is Foden, right? If Foden does come in, but again, going from pre-season minutes, he hasn't played much, so probably doesn't start. Yeah, I mean, I'd be less confident than that. I think if we look at what happened last season, so... Um... Uh, the game week one lineup that Pep named against Spurs. Now he went really. He benched the likes of um, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Rodri, Laporte, Walker. Uh, a very strong bench, all because they were laid back from Euro 2020 and they hadn't had much of a preseason. Um, it's slightly different with with Ford and Gundogan and Stones. Now they weren't part of the the USA tour, so their preseason minutes look very low. They all came up. They all on the substitute bench in the Community Shield as well. Um, but they were training throughout that time. They, they weren't injured, or at least not not um, Foden and, and Gundogan. Um, they were training with the under-23s, I think, in Croatia. 
and then they, they obviously came back and joined up with the rest of the squad. So it's not like they have been resting by the pool uh, on holder like the, the lads last season from Euro 2020. So they have been keeping fit. So that is one thing. And Grealish and Mares were, were pretty bad in in the community shield. So um and Gre and Foden and Alvarez made such a difference when they came on. So uh the two wing positions are the ones where there's I think any doubt I think in this lineup because I think we'll be pretty sure De Bruyne and Holland's gonna start. Rodri and Bernardo too. Uh, not not quite time for Phillips yet, we wouldn't have thought. Back four, I would think picks itself. Stones hasn't had one minute of preseason football. Uh, didn't even get on the community shield, um, so we, we think that would be the case. And it's just it's just which two out wide get the nod, which is going to be the case for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, Greenish and Mars obviously have the advantage because of the because of their involvement in America and then and then the star on the community shield, but um, didn't do a great deal to um, to lay down a mark against Liverpool. No, Foden looked good when he came on as well. I thought he did. He looked sharp, didn't he? he did. So that might might be enough for him to start. Yep. Uh, yep. Nice. Okay, over to Newcastle next. Why is it Newcastle? Shouldn't it be United? Maybe. Oh well, Newcastle next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, po- let's do them. Yeah, your side. Uh, Pope in goal. Uh, Trippier's back. Uh, Fabian Scher, Botman, mm-hmm. and Target. Uh, midfield three of Willock, Gamirash, and Joe Linton. Uh, still can't believe it when I see Joe Linton at centre mid. Um, Almiron, <laughs> Wilson, and Sir Maximan up top. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the interesting thing is obviously Trippier coming back. That's is a big target for a lot of people. I'm most interested in the midfield, though. I mean, Madison, you know, being linked yeah. with them. And, and you know, Gamiresh, what, what's his role in the team? Because if Willock's there and Madison comes in, does Madison just replace Willock and that forces Gamiresh back more? I don't really know. It's, a, it's an interesting one. But would, are you expecting Gamiresh to be a bit deeper with Willock starting? It's well only because Shelby's out, so Shelby's yeah. injured. Um, last season, uh, it was Shelby as the six, you know, the deep line player maker, and then Jordan and Bruno either side of him. Um, Shelby's injury, we don't quite know the extent of it, but in the last preseason friendly, which was against uh, Athletic Bilbao, uh, Bruno did play in that six role, so he did drop back in there, which density is, is, is a deal from a fantasy perspective. So we don't know how long he's going to be in that position for, we don't know how long Shelby's out. They could even still change it because um, Longstaff can come in and play that Shelby role and Bruno can go back to his box-to-box goal scoring. But at the moment, it might be Willick come, comes in and Bruno drops deeper. Um, the rest of the team, I mean, Pope, Trippier and Target, nailed. St. Maximum and Wilson, so long as they're fit, the same. Almiron's had a good preseason, so we think he may get the nod over Fraser on the right. And it's actually sent a half where there's a bit of a, a um, yeah, quandary. Yeah, where's Where's my boy? Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, Botman's obviously come in and he's a, a big money signing. Um, however, we saw last season what happened with Bruno. He, he had to wait quite well before he got a start um, because of the form of Willock and Joe Linton and Shelby. Uh, I think he was I think he was like a sub up for the first four games. Um, so there is a sliver of possibility that Botman's on the bench at first and Byrne and, and Shaw start because they were the, the pairing at the end of last season. Um, now, Botman's a left-sided defender, which is Byrne's position. So, I would think Byrne, sorry, Shaw and, and, and Botman were the starting partnership, but, they would, but Botman has played on the right, uh, both previous clubs and Newcastle over the summer as well, briefly. Um, said he didn't like playing there, but uh, so there is a bit of uncertainty. So, if you're looking for a cheap route into Newcastle defence, instead of trip near a pool, mm. Then I couldn't say with any great conviction he was going to line up at centre half yet until we see that game at one lineup, and that is that is the only real area where I'm, I'm a bit unsure of when he cast at the moment. I mean, surely pay, just pay the extra and get Trippier. He's I think he's worth five million. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's, he's, he's I was a good looking shot. at his um, stats um, when he was at Spurs. Obviously, he was even on the pitch most last season. But the three the three last season he had his Spurs, his minutes per chance created was under fifty. And in each of those seasons, which is absolutely brilliant for a defender, yeah, yeah. that's like really good. That's like Alexander Arnold levels. And he was in the top two every year for, for, for minutes per chance created. He's obviously on direct free kicks. He's playing in part of a quite a good defence now. Um, Pope's obviously going to help that as well, Botman, when he starts. So, um, yeah, I've got quite quiet hopes for a trip mm. this season, I think, providing he stays there. Same. Uh, okay, it should be United next. Nope, it's not Southampton. What the hell are United? <laughs> what have I done? What have I done there? <laughs> uh, it's Southampton next. Um, it's Bazunu in goal. Uh, Valerie Bella Kotchap. 
I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, Salisu, uh, Walker Peters, Ward Prowse, Lavia, Perot, Aribo, the, the soft sweet, <laughs> uh, Stuart Armstrong and Adam Armstrong. I'm so sorry, Southampton fans. I haven't heard of half of these players in, in your side. I didn't realise they'd been so active in the transfer market. Are they, are they any good? Well, I have no idea. I mean, I think there was one of them who was really good uh, from an FPL perspective, Aribo, who's, um, who's come from uh, Rangers, I think. Uh, he is, I think he's five and a half midfielder. Now, he's he looks really decent. Um, now, you wouldn't be going anywhere near Southampton at the moment with pictures the way they are, but I've got my eye on him, and that's five and a half bracket. He's played out of position up front this, this okay. season, as, as has Stuart Armstrong. Um I think the final game, he, he, I mean, he's played centre-mid, he's played up top, he's, this is Arabo, he's played on the right as well. I think the final pre-season game in the second half, it was Armstrong and Arabo playing sort of as wingers or just off uh, the central striker. But he scored an absolute cracking solo goal, uh, Arabo, in, in a final game. And he looks at, he looks at talent. Um, so he, he's, he's one for the, for the very long-term watchers when Southampton's fixtures get good. Uh, the rest of them, uh, there's a few decisions to be made. Aston obviously wants to play this wing-back system now. He's sick of conceding goals. Uh, there's a few decisions at centre-half. Valerie might be Bednarak. Um, Perrault might be Jeanette Moore, purely from a fitness perspective, because Perrault's been out-injured. And Romeo could be in place of Lavia. So there's a few 50-50 calls, I think. But I don't suppose anybody's going anywhere near Southampton anywhere from, a, from an FPL perspective. I mean, Valerie isn't the centre back, is he? He's a, he's a, is he? A, well, he's he's, look, he's a right in a in a he's a, well in a in a three in a back in a three. The back he's a centre half. He can okay. play the right side of centre half uh, and looks better there okay. um, than he does when he's a fullback because he's just he's just he's not a he's not a good fullback at all. But he's looked decent at, at, as a right side of centre half. Um, not just this not just pre season, but but in the previous times when he's played there as well. Um, still might be better coming in. Uh, into that back three, um, but yeah, as I say, no one's going to be remotely interested. I think from from an FPL perspective, not until the fixtures get good. He's popular in the chat, Arabo. Quite a few people talking him up. Kids and grown ups love him so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I thought we. I thought we'd, uh, we. Yeah, we we'll, no, we'll we have not. We have not moved Michael on. Jackson. I miss I yeah. miss those days. I really wanted to stay up so I could keep him going. Um, Spurs next. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, Loris, uh, Romero, Dyer, Sanchez. You predicted, and this is it. This is the thing. Absolutely, no one well, wants to hear. At wing back, you've gone for Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessegnon. Uh, one then is second. Uh, then you've gone for Bentanko and Heiberg in midfield, and the front three pick themselves: uh, Kulusevski, Kane, and Son. Neil, what are you doing? Where's Doherty? Where's well, Perisic? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I haven't finalised these lineups yet, but this is what, this is what my, my latest thinking was. Um, so we've seen, uh, so starting at the back, Davies has, has just come back to fitness, so that's why Sanchez is in there. And Basuma's carrying a, an injury, which is why we've got Bentico and Hoiberg in there. Richarlison suspended as well, so Kulisovsky, Sersky's Kane and Son up top is explains itself. So yeah, to the wing-backs. Um, so we've heard a number of quotes from Conte this week about the two. Uh, Perisic and Doherty. Um, let me drag up the preseason minutes spreadsheet here. Um, let's see if I can get that. So we are minutes tracker. I'm really so sad. They by the both way. had. <laughs> really sad that you've now, not flicked any of them to start. I... Well, I think Perisic has got a better chance than Sessignon. If I'm going off Conte's quotes. Um, you mean Doherty? Like a general consensus. Doherty, sorry, yeah. Uh, let me just double check how much how many minutes I get. So. Perisic didn't get his first start until last weekend. That was against Roma. And he got 75 minutes, which is good. Which is a good sign. But he'd only previously played half an hour against Rangers. Um, thought he's played more pre-season. But uh, Conte said that he was, was, again, was struggling with his fitness. So uh, he was he was non-committal on, whether, on who would start. Um, but did say, and I'll try and drag up the exact quote on Perisic because it was quite a good one. I've been covering the team news today because uh, Conte's had his press conference. So let me get the team news quote up. 
Here it is. Perisic, he said, it's normal that after a serious injury, Perisic is struggling a bit to come back in the best physical condition. Uh, he's happy about his um, reduced time to recovery, blah, blah, blah. He says, at the same time, we are not worried, but we have to pay a bit of attention to give him the right time to adapt himself to recover 100% from the injury. Um, and then goes, we will see, we've got another training session. We will. It'll be the hemo session on the left. So, He's kept us guessing still, but he he keeps going on about he keeps going on about Perisic's fitness. Um, one good thing for Perisic is that, that the five subs rule and that Conte might be more inclined to start a player with five subs, I suppose, than he would if he had three. So if he, if he's got a half fit player like Perisic, he only had three subs, you might think twice about starting him. He got five, so he, he might still chance it. And then see how he is after 60, 65 minutes. I, th- I think he needs minutes. I think Perisic needs minutes. He, do, he does need, of course he needs minutes. Yeah, of course he needs minutes. Um, and I think I haven't finalised his lineups yet. Uh, but there is the element of doubt. So Absolutely. if you want a sure thing, yeah, mm. there, there, is, there, isn't a, there isn't a guarantee of minutes in game week one. And then they've got Chelsea in game week two. So I can see why people are going off him. I've still got him in my score, I should say, for the time being. Until I, until I um, suss out, check out more uh, Tottenham forums and, and local journalists and see what they're predicting. Um, it's, it's just that element without going to game week one because you don't, you don't want that ideally. No. Especially so many weak benches, you know, people are, are filling the benches with like four and a half mids and, and four defenders. I think Pereira's um, going to come on, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against Liverpool. So um, yeah, there is obviously that element of doubt. So. Like I say, I will finalise these lineups tomorrow, but the, he's currently out of it. Yeah. Um, it is it is much like Darwin and Firmino. It's, it's quite close. Mm. And from what I read in the initial reaction on to the Conte presser, Tottenham fans, I think, seem to be suggesting that Perisic has got a better chance than Dottie of starting. That's, um, that's what I think. Because the, yeah. the, the quote I saw was, um, against Roma, I made him play from the beginning to make him familiar with the pace of the match and with his teammates. And that's just why I mentioned about the minutes. Because you can't get familiar with the pace of a match and with teammates without playing. So with Chelsea in game week two, I think I think it's more likely he gets 60 minutes and gets subbed off, personally. He could, he could yeah. I mean, the, the, he could... Um, I mean, he could, because you've got limited windows um, for using substitutes as well, uh, one of which is half time. One of the one of the possibilities is, of course, given forty five minutes to to each, which is a bit of a, a bit of a maverick. Oh God, no one wants that. Um, <laughs> while you can use five subs, you've got to do it. I think in three windows plus half time. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep tabs on on top forums over the next twenty four hours. But don't obviously don't get too worried if you are person you want to. Um, based on my lineup, just be aware that there is a chance he doesn't. A doesn't start and B doesn't get sixty minutes. Well, you've caused mass panic in the chat, so there's no there's no going back. <laughs> there's no going back now. I'm uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, next, hey, Manchester United. I don't know why they're so far down this list. I was doing the math better,ly but something's happened. Uh, but they are here. Um, De Gea in goal. Uh, Dallo Maguire, Lindelof, interesting, and Malas mm. Malakia, Malakia, Not sure which one. Yeah. Soft or Malasia? Go Malasia. Um, oh, you're asking the wrong person there. Yeah, I, yeah, it was rhetorical. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't trust you. If I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, uh, Fred McTominay, uh, Sancho, interesting. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, Ilanga, oh. and Rashford up top. I think Sancho's out, isn't he? Was he not? Yeah, confirmed? we haven't heard that definitely. We haven't heard that definitely. Okay. Just he hasn't been in today. He, he was ill. He's been ill. Um, so we haven't had a couple. We know that Martial's almost certainly out based on the Athletic and Sky Sports. Sancho, I think, hadn't trained today. Um, there might be more developments until I've been online. Until I get the news that he's not available, then um, he stays in there. But uh, yeah, we could be in. It could be real difficulty in, in game week one because. Um, Martial out. It looks like Ronaldo's only had 45 minutes of pre-season and incurred his manager's wrath last weekend by walking out of the stadium before the game had finished. Um, Sancho, if Sancho is out, then that's one less attacking option. So then you're down to Alanga, Rashford, and possibly Ronaldo, or possibly someone like Eriksen or is Van Diemen. Yellow's still around. Yellow's still around. Fernandez can play sort of a false nine as well. Um, I know Ten Hag doesn't, you know, tend to do that, but um, he had he did play that last season, I think. So he could play through the middle with with Alanga and with Alanga and Rashford either side of him. 
Um, but all of a sudden, that, that pre-season optimism with United is yeah. dissipating a bit because, it, as it seems, just haven't got the depth up top. They need to, they need to reinforce there, really. Um, the rest of the team, uh, it's, yeah, toss-up between um, Lindelof and Martinez, I think, for that left-sided role because Maguire was there, but then he's been playing as the right-sided centre-half in pre-season, which suggests Ten Hag still rates him. Um, Lindelof started uh, the last two, I think, alongside Maguire, possibly even even more. Um, and all Martinez has had is, I think, let's see how many minutes he got against Ravalicano. Um, he got he got sixty one minutes on Sunday in Sunday's final preseason friendly. That was his only outing in preseason for United. Martinez. Obviously, he's better preseason than Ajax as well. Um, so I that that's why I think Lindelof might get the nod initially. Obviously, longer term, it's, it's going to be Martinez who comes in for spot. It's the same with Eriksson. Eriksson's had one start for United in preseason. Um, might have to come in if, if Fernandez is redeployed with, with with Sancho and Martial potentially being out. But um, yeah, all of a sudden, if you're a Brighton fan, you're looking a lot more optimistic than last fixture because there was a bit of a momentum behind United. And now that's certainly yep. uh, suddenly sort of come up. And playing the mighty Brighton, game it one, no chance. Yeah, they beat them 4-0, of course. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's people in the chat saying they're changing their teams off the back of these predictions. So this is the, this is the power you have, Neil. You know, you, you hold the future of people's FPL seasons in the palm of your hand and you'll just... What I'm trying to do is just know a parasitic one. <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> that's good, that's good. At least I'm on the inside of, of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Ham, next. Um, Fabianski in goal, Dawson, Zuma, um, Creswell... Sufal, Socek, Rice, Johnson, Bowen, Fornaus, and Antonio. No place for Ben Rama, last year's preseason bandwagon. No, and he he, he's, um, he has he just isn't nailed in that attack. Whenever they change shape or whenever whenever they're in a bad bit of form, he tends to be a sacrificial lamb. Maui still doesn't really like him. I don't think. I think he, he sort of tolerates him, and <laughs> at every opportunity, he seems to give him a bit of criticism. Um, now, if they, were, if they were playing with a back four, which they still might, then they could still be part of that team. But they set out in a, I think, in a wing back system that last preseason friendly against was it Long, Lens. Um So that might be in, in preparation for game week one, which of course is against Man City. And Moyes does occasionally use that wing back system in the in the bigger games against teams you think you might get beat off. So. Um, that might be why there's that's why there's one less attacking midfield spot for, for Benarra in, in this particular lineup. Now against City last season, I think he, he played with a back four. Um, he played him as recently as game week 37, and I think he went four at the back for that match with uh, Bowen and Antonio up top. I think it was more like a sort of a diamond or a four-three-one-two. So he might still do that, but you look at the, the last preseason lineup and the formation, and you think, why is he playing that? Why is he why is he practicing with a, a wing back system in the final preseason game? Surely that's because of game week one in mind and the, the formidable opposition of, of Man City. And, of course, being without their, their new star centre-half, who's, who's lost to injury now, who's had knee surgery. Aguered, I think it is. Mm. Um, but they've now got Dawson and Zuma and possibly Cresswell alongside them. So that's why you see what you do in the team you line up. Excellent stuff. Uh, final team then. We've done all 20. Uh, last but not least... Kind of least, but not, we're saying not least, uh, is Wolves. Um, Jose Sarr in goal. Uh, Johnny, Collins, Kilman, Nate Nori. Uh, Dendonka, Neves, Moutinho. Uh, Gibbs-White, uh, Pedence up top. Uh, and Neto. Yeah. Neto, obviously the, the other pre-season bad wagon in a lot of teams, in my team at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think Wolves is, is fairly straightforward, right? And any Any positions you think are... Tricky here. Um, I don't think so, actually. But I think uh, since Jimenez got injured, um, it's been a sort of fluid front three up top of, of Podence, Neto, and Gibbs White. Um, I don't think that'll be troubled. Bruno Lager seems very intent on playing with the back four, so it's it's centre half. You'd think where the main dilemma lies. You saw Kilman and Collins there in the final sort of first team friendly. Um, and then Cody and Bolly were benched. I think Cody, obviously, there's, there's doubt of whether he can play in a, in a back two as opposed to a back three. 
Um, so again, going off the final preseason lineup, it would suggest that Kilman and Cody's, Kilman and Collins have got the nod, but there's still an element of doubt there. Uh, full backs, I think, are fine for now. Um, Samido's still working his way back, um, and obviously Marcel's departed now. So Ike Nori and Johnny are the full backs for the time being. And um, Ike Nori's had some some rave reviews in preseason from Wolves fans. He's, he's looked very good, got far forward as well. I think he's been the fullback who's, who's got the most had the most attacking license in this in this system, this new four uh, four three three, whatever you want to call it. And um seems to be getting in the box quite a bit. So he um he's got the left back spot for the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's too many too many uh, selection dilemmas. The Wolves have got a very thin squad and they have done ever since they came up what three or four years ago. So there's not too many too many decisions there. Um I think Traore's got an injury as well, Chiquinho's out. Um, Fabio Silva's been packed off to Anderlecht so they haven't really got that many alternatives to what you see there Yep, amazing, that's it all 20 teams covered Neil, you know, you might have your tech issues but you are very much the brains behind everything good that goes on um, at Scout, I'd urge everyone to check out um, Fantasy Football Scout have a look at, you can see these predicted lineups. Um, this is a free member, if you want to look in more detail at pre-season, sign up, be a premium member you can check out our amazing spreadsheet look, tracking all the minutes across all the players across all the teams, uh, and kind of make your own decisions on, on lineups as well, obviously we've got all the tools as well, comparison tools, rate my team the transfer planner uh, Mark and Andy are doing a members video tonight as well, so yeah, loads of great stuff going on at Scout, um, ahead of the deadline tomorrow Neil, hour 15, thank you so much for joining me. We're, we're doing it again tomorrow. Team news. Same, same stuff are. again. Can't wait. And, and at that point, I can update you on the predicted lineups as well. So we'll give you more of a definitive answer on, on Spurs wing, Max. Beautiful. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that clickbait to get people to watch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat. It's been great. Um, this is why we do it live. I, I love reading all the comments kind of as we as we go. Um, thanks for putting up with the, the technical issues um, as well. Sure. I would promise that it won't happen again, but it almost certainly will because I'm in charge and Neil was just played by them in general. Um, so, yeah, got those to look forward to on the next stream. Um, but thanks, everyone, and we will see you very soon.